Hey, y'all, I got a question for you. What's a piece of gear that you maybe have unintentionally overlooked in your rig throughout the years? Well, for me, it's always been guitar cables. I figured ah, it just goes from the guitar to the amplifier or the guitar to the pedal board to the amp. And if one breaks, whatever, I'll just go buy another one. No big deal. Thanks to the fine folks at Runway Audio, though, I have finally seen the light. Runway Audio is based in Nashville, Tennessee, which is awesome for me because that's right down the road. But it's awesome for you as well because Runway has the best cable on the market. And what makes it the best, you ask? Well, it has the lowest capacitance of any cable on the market right now at 20 picofarads per foot. And pretty much all that capacitance is is the ability to store an electrical charge. The lower the capacitance is, the less tone that it sucks from your cable from your guitar on the way to your amplifier. So if you're in the market for anything cable related, whether it's instrument cables, patch cables, XLR cables, speaker cables, power cables, you name it, Runway Audio has got you covered. And if you go down to my link tree, click the link for Runway Audio, any purchasing you will do, I will get a little bit of a kickback from that, which is always appreciated. So check out all the awesome stuff that Runway Audio is doing and pick something up to get the best tone possible. Welcome back to Man the Helm Podcast. Before we get to today's episode, just as per usual, let's go ahead and knock out this housekeeping. So if you want to check me out on any social media platform, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Pretty much if you search Man the Helm, I'm probably going to be there. But if you don't want to do that, you know, social media by social media, you can just scroll right on down to the show notes here. Click on my link tree. Everything will be laid out there nice and neat for you. Um, also there you'll find, um, a link to my Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support this show, but if Patreon's not your thing, that's totally cool. I totally get it. The easiest and free way to help support the show is to share this podcast with a friend, give it a rating or give it a review on wherever you're listening to this at. But really what you're doing right now is supporting me so much. And I appreciate it. Just you spending your time here with me. Also, last but not least, if you want to reach out a little more personally, you can email me at manthehelmpodcast at gmail.com. I'll personally get your email and we can talk about whatever you want. Just no weird stuff. This week's episode, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Super excited. Mr. Brian Wampler. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome back to Man the Helm Podcast. I'm your host, Jake. Today, I'm sitting down with Brian Wampler from Wampler Pedals. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing pretty fantastic. You know, it's uh, finally getting winter time here in Tennessee, so I'm a little cold, but other than that, we're, we're doing pretty well. Oh, you're in Tennessee. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, right. Okay. I'm north of Nashville in Clarksville. Oh, you're in Clarksville. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Nashville is just right down the road, so I don't really have to go too far for gigs or cool stuff. You know what well, I mean? I should have hit you up when I was down there a few weeks ago and grabbed some lunch or something. Oh, dude, you can't do that. You're a major country superstar. You don't want to be hanging out with me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I am. Yeah. Well, you know, man, the Bluebird's a big deal, dude. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was that was pretty rad. And see, I, I was going to get into this a little later, but I guess we can get into it right now, dude. Um, that's why I love social media, because you have these situations, even for yourself, things that... 
wouldn't normally happen. You just had somebody hit you up and like, dude, I dig what you do. Would you want to do this? And you're like, oh yeah, sure. Why not? You know, it's, it's a great time to live in. It's, it's only getting better too, regardless of the pitfalls that you have in the internet. You know, it's still, it's just, it's so awesome as a networking tool between especially musicians. Man. Yeah. I mean, it's like, as long as I'm really conscious of not trying to like fit in, just like sit in my bubble, you know what I right. mean? So, mm-hmm. and I think that's in a way that the internet can be used for very negative reasons in that way. You know, whenever you, you just listen to people who, who um, believe the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. So um, like this thing in Nashville I did with this. Uh, so basically for everyone listening. I um, it was just contacted by this artist named Ben Gerald, who's just getting going in Nashville. A super traditional country type thing, which Nashville's kind of moving back to. Right. And um, he, he had just seen my YouTube videos. I didn't, I didn't know he was. And he's like, this is not a Nashville guy. I need a guy that does not sound like Nat, what, you know, the current bro country. Absolutely. Mason licks and stuff like that. He's like, I just need someone that's not here to do what they do and like bring a new feel to it. Definitely. And so he contacted me and he's like, you, you know, are you interested in doing some track? And I, I mean, I've recorded stuff myself, but I've never done session work for anyone else. Well, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I have this thing that if I, if I feel a little uncomfortable, like then that, and I want to say no, because I feel uncomfortable, then I automatically make myself do it. Like, Oh yeah. Okay, yes. I'll do it. And, and knowing like, this is, Oh, the guy don't have time for this. And this is going to be a huge pain. But ended up being super fun. I did some tracks. And he's like, I'm playing at the Bluebird this Sunday. You don't happen to be busy, do you? And I'm like, well, I am. But I will leave. I was had to go to a Reba McIntyre thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just hanging out with the band. Just part of the pedal kick. Yeah, no big deal. But, <laughs> I mean, it, but like when you work with these people, you, you know. No, no, I get it. They become yeah. friends. Yeah. And um so, so I'm like, well, uh, you know, I'll just leave from there and yeah, I'll, if I don't have to, I won't sleep, you know, I'll just, I'll Absolutely. make sure I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I did that and it ended up being a lot of fun. And then, um, he's got some investors and they're making, it's turned into kind of a big deal. So they're making like a, a recording in some really nice studios down there and nice. Uh, they're making a, a big album actually. So, and I guess, uh, I'm going to, I know I'm going to play on a few songs. He wouldn't be able to do multiple songs. I'm like, there's just, with work, there's no way I can take off like weeks and weeks to try to record. <laughs> well, I'm sure he understands that as well, too. Oh, know? yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but once again, man, that's like, that's one of those things. It's like, you're already a busy guy as it is, but, you know, it's still happening all the time. And I, that's one of those things that I try to tell people that are just starting off because maybe they, they don't understand what can happen with a little tenacity and a little bit of hard work in the social media side of things with what, like you never know who's going to watch your videos and you never know who's going to hit you up from those videos. And, and you know, and I think most of us actually, it's probably fairly, fairly uh, common. We kind of focus on the numbers like, Oh, you know, so-and-so has 500,000 subscribers. How come I only got 1000? I'm doing Mm -hmm. terrible. It doesn't matter. Like, if, if Brad Paisley, Britt Mason, and Vince Gill are watching your videos, yep, I'll take the thousand <clears throat> subscribers every day. Yep, you know, because <laughs> yep. you, you just never know where that stuff goes, man. Absolutely, and it's it's not really that big of a deal to like. But I, I've heard you say this before. 
it's like you have to find that passion that you want to do. And if that passion is music or guitar playing or pedal building or whatever it is, you make time to make it happen. Even if you're still working your nine to five, instead of getting home and sitting down and playing video games or whatever, you get your butt to work a little bit and you continue to just grind it out, you know, and it's a lot of hard work. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that maybe not everyone because there's people on the internet that still think it's like, Oh, well must be nice. You know, that sort of <laughs> mantra that they have, right. you know, but, but you don't see the yeah. behind the scenes of like the years of hard work that was put into the end result they're seeing now i mean yeah i mean still to like still to this day been in business since what 2004 somewhere right. there i mean it's hard it, it didn't like it wasn't a hard start it just kind mm -hmm. of slowly evolved into full time you know right um but i mean for me like a normal day i i wake up i kind of run off pacific time so you know i'm like up and out of bed nine or whatever mm -hmm. and then um I grab a cup of coffee and I go to work and I come in at about midnight. <laughs> right. Now that's a normal thing. Like it's just, just, there's no extra time. I mean, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, well, you're going to hang out with Brad Paisley or whatever. But I'm like, you only knew how much crap it takes to be able to put yourself in that situation. Like it's not just that for most of us, it's not just a super easy thing that you fall into and luck into. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, um, fun <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's just it just takes a little bit of work that's all it yeah. is you mm -hmm. know so 2004 2005 is really when you kind of started wampler is that correct yeah. mm -hmm. um before that you were kind of doing some diy stuff um modding some people uh, pedals for people down in nashville and whatnot and what was I, i've always been kind of curious about this and you may have said it before but what was like i'm sure there wasn't just one but what was the shift that made you realize like I probably need to start like really putting more time and effort into this. Was there a point in time or maybe a few points mm. in time where you realized that? So I was, um, let me think, I'm trying to think. So I was married to someone else. Mm -hmm. We got a divorce and I moved out. And of course, as people do with divorces, you know, right, right. pretty common. And, um, I was, so I was at that time, like I was in this weird, I was like, doing remodeling stuff and then also basically not sleeping so was, oh yeah i'd like literally sleep two or three hours a night and just always exhausted and um it, it really there wasn't like a thing it was just like more and more people were buying pedals mm -hmm. i was just watching the numbers climb up and there was a point and it, it actually about uh, a year later or something i got remarried and there was a point uh, we were pretty newly married and i'm like i've got to sell my tool right you know, I'm, like, I'm like i i have i this is the time to pick and i think this pedal thing is actually like, i think it's actually going to be a, a good income provider mm -hmm. and um and so like i, I literally I had a trailer full of tools and put it on craigslist or whatever nice like you know, X, I don't even remember how much it was, but X amount, take everything. Right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, and yeah, and then from then it was like, all right, I've got to make this. Like, it was just do or die, build, burn the bridge behind you. Like, um, right. whatever it takes, I'm going to make this work. And so, man, it's just a lot of hustling. Like, it's sold, I was selling DIY stuff, like the books, and we were selling right. kits with parts. 
And then we were going to every guitar show with, you know, it, it, that I could find that, you know, would be good for like pedal type stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, man, a lot. I mean, the downside is I didn't get to see my get my kids as much. Right. And it when you work with your spouse, it mm-hmm. can be really difficult. You know, not because it's your spouse, because it work and home life and all that stuff kind of start becoming involved together. It, and you got to yeah. separate separate everything you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes it's really hard when like you had a really crappy day and your wife's working with you or your spouse or whatever to right. not to not let that influence your time together right so um that was that took a lot of learning a lot of hard oh, I'm sure. trying to figure that out uh, so, yeah when my my wife and i we actually worked the same job together for just a little under a year and i had to quit because i mean i love her to death but I understand completely where you're coming from with that. You could not, it was so hard to separate that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but no, um, I think that is like a, a, a common trend with a lot of people. There's like a point in time where you don't know if it's going to be good, but you've already decided in your head that this is what you're going to do. And that's the driving force from there on out. You kind of have got to have that leap to go like, well, this is it. Do or die. I'm going to be doing X, Y, or Z. And this is what yeah. I'm going to do. And I think with a little, like I said earlier, I think with a little hard work and determination, it, it's, not, it's not impossible to do it. It's going to be very challenging to do it, but it's not going to be impossible. You know, it, it's one of those, like creative endeavors usually are usually one of the most hard things for you as a person in your mind to kind of like push past your own adversity that you're putting in front of yourself. But once you kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing and then you kind of start to see maybe a validation of numbers not so much on social media but maybe you're actually getting some income in you finally start to realize like okay i'm good i'm gonna keep hammering at home and it's gonna work out you know and i'm sure there's still like even now with with you guys with wampler being as big and as successful as it is there i'm sure there's still like times of like doubt within what you're doing still you know personal doubt you know what i mean yeah i mean especially with pedals because it's so up and down right you know? i mean there's not like like right now we're going through this this weird period uh in the market i don't know, know anything about this side of it but there's this weird thing in the market that's happening where there's a few big brands that, like fender for i think is one mm-hmm. of them that i keep hearing thrown around that they're like all right the market's changing we you have to all you retailers have to buy x amount right and the retailers are like but like we're not seeing the sales that we did the past two years. We, and so what happens is that like they talk to all these other, com- basically everyone that's not huge companies, and they're like, we're gonna have to put all orders on hold for a year, <laughs> which is you don't usually want to hear that. No, absolutely I mean, not. not. I mean, I mean, it's not. It's not. I mean, every every place is different, but some places are like, yeah, it's gonna be several months before we can place an, another order because we're we're so wrapped up with with these other few companies that we have to be you know that we have to have at our store right so i mean so i mean so it is there's a lot and that's i mean you're seeing you you may not even not you personally but person watching from the outside may not even see this shift mm-hmm. but you'll notice there's going to be a lot more companies like us that put out more less expensive pedals right because of this market shift mm-hmm. um I mean, you've seen JHS do it for two couple of years now. Yep. You know? um, and you're and and 
you're going to see something from us and you're going to see something. I know several other companies are doing the same thing. And it's not that we're all talking, going, what are you guys doing? All right, that we'll, we'll do that. It's just, we're all seeing the same thing. And that's right. like the next, that's where we have to not transition to, like we're stopping the other stuff, but that's what the people who are looking for pedals are going to buy over the next, who knows, six months, a year. I don't, I don't right. know. Well, but, but it's a good thing to, to constantly, and that's what I've always liked about you as a person is, is you're always trying to do something better or improve or shift focus to get something to work for the customer or whatever it is, even for social media, whatever you're trying to do. Like, I remember when I heard about you being on like Snapchat way back in the day. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that just kind of blew me away. Cause I was like a pedal guy company on snapchat how does that gonna work you know like it didn't like it didn't register with me but it was something that worked really well for you from my understanding if i'm for for a little bit of time until it because a lot of us thought that snapchat was going to be like what tiktok is right right it's going to be massive Mm -hmm. and it started getting bigger and i don't even remember what happened but it kind of fizzled out a little bit and then um they kind of changed the platform a little bit and just a, a lot of different little things happened. And that's why I kind of pulled away from like, this is mm-hmm. just not working out to like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to use it as a texting platform first to person. I want to use it as a place to put out content that a large audience can, can watch. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't that anymore. So right. that's why I kind of pulled, but yeah, I mean, I, I throw a lot of rice against the wall, man, you know, oh, you, you have to never know what's going to happen. And some, some people think it's stupid. That's fine. Think what you want. But I, I, I mean, I, I kind of enjoy it in a weird way. Yeah. So, uh, I kind of like living in the uncomfortable areas for whatever reason. And, well, um, you know, I, I think, I think when you're uncomfortable though, and you have that like slight adversity against you, that's, that's where you really like prove to yourself, like what you can do. You know what I mean? At least from my experiences, you find yourself in an uncomfortable position and you can still like, push through that uncomfortable position. Well, now you have so much more experience that you w- wouldn't have gained if you hadn't put yourself in that uncomfortable situation. And regardless if you succeed or fail, it, you, you still have the knowledge of what worked or what didn't work from that. So I know what to continue to do or what not to do anymore. You know what right. I mean? And it's good too, because you're always, it seems like you're always paying attention to like, for instance, the Snapchat thing. It stopped working for what you wanted to do, so you kind of pulled away from it. But then, you know, your TikTok stuff, I love watching your TikTok stuff, man. It's like, it, it's so personal, too, because it, it might not, that's what I love about the platform. It's, it's, it's something that I, could, I feel like you can, it's not as um, polished as like TikTok or, uh, YouTube or Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like, I feel more like I'm just like, oh, yeah, we walked out to Brian shed and he's going to show us what the circuit does now, or he's going to show us what Van Halen would sound like if it was country <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Something like that, right. you know? And, and TikTok's a weird one because, um, it doesn't really work as a, uh, as a pedal demo platform. No, I mean, yes. you, you get some, you get some views, but you don't get the big view. No. You know? And, and I mean, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Well, it doesn't matter if, you know, Brad Paisley and Vince Gill are watching or whatever. Sure. But, um, and there's some truth to that, but it just, as a viewer, like when I, when I look at it and I'm watching pedal videos, I'm like, I'm listening to this on my phone. Mm-hmm. And like when I watch YouTube pedal stuff, I'm listening with my, mo- my, my monitor. I want, I want to hear good sound. 
Right. And, and I just, you just don't get that with TikTok very easily. And I guess you can put in some earbuds or something, but it's still not my studio monitor, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't see a big numbers there, but I see a lot of people doing really cool things. And I think that kind of translates to building an audience, which then that audience likes you within, they may find you on YouTube. Yes. You know, and that, so that's how I view it. So, um, you know, and I look at like, oh, what is it that, what is it that I can do, you know, a, a video week or, I mean, you really need to do a video day. I saw the time, but yeah, if, yeah. I, you know, if, what, what can I do a hundred videos of? Right. And, you know, and so I'm like, well, like I'm an okay-ish guitar, but like I got, I got my 10 licks that I use and just regurgitate, you know, so like I can, I can do that, but. I'd highly that's... disagree with that statement, but we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you keep it. But like that's going to get, like, like people are going to find out, all right, you played that lick last week. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. Uh, but so I'm like, well, I mean, that that doesn't seem like authentic to to me. But you know what? Like something goofy is authentic to me. So yep. and I'm like, I got all these stems. Why don't I just turn like every song, every popular song that I can into something that everyone hates? Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I'm like, and well, wait a minute. You were actually liking this. This yeah. is crazy. I was about to say, nope, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people hate those videos, man. They're doing, like, every time you post one of these, like, what if so-and-so sounded country, it, it just kills. With the exception yeah. of maybe, like, uh, there was, what was the newest, that Van Halen one, you, the newest Van yeah. Halen one you did. He, that was really weird. That was that was super weird. Uh, and, and I was talking to Richard uh, Oliver, I think you did a, um, a podcast with him on here not too long ago. Yep. And... um I'm like, this is this is a weird algorithm shift or something. I mean, either this video mm. is absolutely terrible, or this is a weird algorithm shift, and I, I'm not right. sure what's going on. Because uh, and, and to those listening, like normal would be, let's say, thirty or forty thousand views, and it went down to like six hundred. Right. And I'm like, what on earth? Like, I, I'm I'm okay, I'm fine if it sucks, but like, right. I, I would I would want to see some comments like this is terrible. What are you doing? You know, sure. I would want some sort of validation as to why, mm -hmm. and I just don't have that. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe just the song just didn't hit to people, didn't connect, and didn't resonate with people watching. I don't know. Yeah. So I'll do another one. I'll, I could probably do that actually three or four, and it, it and maybe it's a shift, and I need to do a little something different. Yeah. Or maybe views go back up, and I'm like, oh, it's just it was a, whatever it was. So. That one sucked, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the best way to look at it. I mean, I've I've always liked the way that you guys run your social media, um, because you're always thinking about the viewer. Then that that's what I really like. Like if I've seen a lot of people, especially maybe they're like the mid, they're they're kind of getting some traction on a certain social media platform. That that's when they start to realize that it's like, well, I just need to listen to what my fans want. You know what I mean? I need to figure out what what they want to see, and I need to put more of that content out. The problem with that is, though, as an individual, it's usually not the content that you want to put out that your fans want to see. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you just kind of got to put your quasi ego to the side for a minute and just be like, well, I have this fan base. I need to get them more of what they like. So, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. You know? Yeah. I, I see that a lot with people who put out music, <clears throat> yeah. you know, especially on TikTok, like it's you know, maybe it's um, like part of a video they've made or something. It's just, mm -hmm. or it's just their song. And I'm like, I need context. Why do I care? You know, right. that, that's, that's always like my first question. Why would, why would the viewer care? Right. You know, 
And if it's just the song, unless just just amazing, more than likely people are going, oh, that's cool, that's fine, and they'll click off and go to something else. Right. But but I mean, if you're like, you know, I wrote this because my dog just died, you know, <laughs> my Pabst Blue Ribbon bottle was empty, and I was having the worst day of my life. <laughs> you know, like you gotta have some context in there. Right. I wrote this song for those who experienced the same thing. You know, I mean, I mean, there's there's other people who probably could talk better on it, but it's it has so much that platform has so much potential. Yes. To, to be something that um is a real contender with YouTube. Some would argue it already is. I think it's heading there, but there's some serious features that are missing like it, it needs a better web interface you know yes people like me who are like we're listening for stuff mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of producers and 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 um you know mixing engineers and stuff like that that i follow on, on tiktok and i love watching their stuff but i need to hear it good you know so i could hear it like when they're talking about because they'll do demonstrations about this is what happens when you compress with too much bass or, wh- or whatever and it doesn't translate through a phone speaker no. you know you, you gotta have good audio yeah. so you know, if I was watching stupid cat tricks or something, it wouldn't be a big deal, but I don't do much of that. Yeah. I, I've had a, I've had a few people. Um, I had a friend over the actually the other day that I was showing him just, um, my live stream rig and he was like, Oh, well, if you do X, Y, and Z in your DAW, it'll sound so much better when the people are listening. I'm like, dude, they, they're not going to hear any of this. I'm not going to do all this pre-processing post-processing stuff for a TikTok video that they're going to see on their cell phone. Yeah. You know, like it, it's so much extra work that I'm like, it's going to sound just fine coming through the phone speakers, you know? Mm-hmm. And if anybody wants to give me crap about levels, not right. Compression could have been doing X, Y, and Z. The, the, you're not, if you can hear it, that my hat's off to you. Cause there's <laughs> no possible way you're going to be able to hear that through your phone speakers. But anyway, it's, um, like, it's too much, too many 60 Hertz lows. Like you're listening through like a, just a fraction of an inch of a speaker. Right. Whatever. <laughs> right. I do have to comment too. Um, you are the second fellow Hoosier that I've had on this podcast. First being uh, Mr. Scott Markor, because I'm originally from Indianapolis. Oh yeah, there. that's right. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of nice to have the uh, fellow camaraderie of uh, our fellow uh, lovers of porn on this podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of porn around here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, when you I've heard you talk about this before, but you, um, before you really got hot and heavy into Wampler pedals, um, you were like doing the gigging thing down in Nashville quite a lot too, mm-hmm. doing like the Broadway stuff and whatnot. Yep. Um, it's always funny to me because your life could have taken a dramatic shift if you continued to try to do that. Yeah. You know, and a lot I mean? of, a lot of people I played with went on to play with big name bands too. Right. So, I mean, you that know. probably would have been, I mean, assuming I was even, good enough but um that probably would have happened but something i learned is that and as i got older and you know just just mature a little bit like i would have mm-hmm. hated that like yeah I, I, like and i know some people love it but the idea of being on a bus for even like a week i'm just like man i don't want to be away from home for a week not every mm-hmm. week or right? right not even once a month like that is i'm a homebody you know mm-hmm. And that's why I work from home. Like you can't tell if this is, I'm inside of a barn, you know, I just built out inside and the outside looks like a regular barn. And on the inside, it looks like a studio, you know? Right. Um, But I mean, and that's just, that's just my personality. Like I'd rather sit and create something rather than, um, 
be on a bus and wait for that hour that I can play that night. I would love the hour, but the other 23 wouldn't be worth it. Well, I was about to say it's it's another one of those like general misconceptions I think people have with like like versus the work you do versus those people that work they do. There's so much other stuff that goes into a gigging touring musician oh, yeah. than like you said, the 45 minutes to an hour and a half that they're actually on stage. Right. You know, and it it's one of those things that's another reason why I like having people like yourself on because I like to kind of pull the curtain back for the general audience. You know, I I like to show that like it's not just, hey, this month I've got a new pedal up here today. You should go to wamplerpedals.com and go ahead and buy this. You know, don't don't worry about the three years it took me to develop this pedal or anything like this <laughs> and all the other stuff that goes along with, you know, the filming, the content, the promotion, the marketing, all this other stuff. You know, it's it's good to peel back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Because um, it, when I was talking to Richard, um, I—I'll be honest—I was under the misconception too. Um, I had no idea you guys worked on circuits for that long. You oh, know, just sometimes, years, yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah. Especially like, like for example, the Terraform Metaverse, which is mm -hmm. um, it's like a multi-modulation thing and then a multi-delay thing. There's eleven different algorithms in it. Which I mean, algorithms are like, oh, well, it's just a math equation. Well, I mean kind of loosely but it's way more involved than that mm -hmm. so it's like when you design 11 algorithms for something you're literally designing 11 different pedals right you know um and you know for unless it's like something really easy like a boost usually that stuff takes quite a while and then mm -hmm. and then like so so my part is I, i'll draw a schematic first i'll breadboard it i'll come back for a few days like with fresh ears I'm like do i like it what do i want to change and then I'll send it to one of my other engineers and he'll do the layout. So he'll lay out the circuit board. Mm -hmm. Send that off somewhere else. And then, um, you know, they basically make the circuit boards and then that goes to somewhere else and the prototype gets built. And then that prototype comes back to us. I check it against my breadboard. And I'm like, we need to tweak this or that. And we start the process over again. Then, okay, make these changes, build another prototype. And we, sometimes that happens like five or six times. Right. And, and these and these aren't quick turnaround times. So, I mean, you we knew, at least for us, whenever we ask for, we usually get like five or 10 prototypes because we send them to like our little group here. Mm -hmm. And um, and so when that happens, like once you ask for a prototype, that could be six weeks later that you right. get that prototype. And so every so six times, 30 weeks after, you know, five iterations of this design, you know, that's that's a long time for one product. And, um, and then sometimes, and it, it, this has happened before, you, you get this product done, you're like, oh, the market shift, you know what, no one's in, like, no one's looking for, you know, choruses right now or whatever. Right. Like, it, because you can, you literally can watch trends where, oh, there's a spike in chorus pedal cell, mm -hmm. cells right now. Huh. Okay. We don't have a good chorus pedal. We need the chorus pedal. And so that's what a lot of us pedal board builders are looking at is, is data on what the buying public doing and, li and listening to what we're hearing from people and um and sometimes like that stuff just shifts and maybe it, it delays down you're like well crap we got this chorus pedal it'll come back around i guess we'll put this on a shelf and we'll we got this delay from last time this happened so right <laughs> and, and it, i mean you lose some of the romanticism when you look at it that way but at the end of the day it is a business and you got to make money and you got to follow what what trends are going on so it's just, it's all part of it. But I mean, I, I hate when it's three years. That really sucks. It, yeah. It, sometimes like at the end of three years, you get it back to like, 
I want to redesign it. You know, I was I was <laughs> just about to say that you 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 haven't touched it for maybe I don't know seven eight months or up to years like that, and then you're gonna get it off the wall and play it again. And you're like, Ugh, why did I do this? I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to change this, this, and this, and then we're just going to start the process all over again. Or, or you've learned new tricks. I mean, exactly. Engineering yeah. is one of those things you're always learning new th- new ways to do things. Yeah. And and you know you're like, oh, I should or or opt, you know, like should have put this other option on it. Now that I've played this prototype for six months, I've gigged with it a few times. It's really missing this thing. I need to mm-hmm. add this to it. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that too. So with the um, with the pedal side of things, taking you know upwards of you know, years sometimes. I'm sure the last what two and a half years have not been very conducive to the business model of Wampler pedals. So, what were some of the like adversities you had to overcome with you know the whole COVID situation when it first started off? Because when it first started off, I feel like a lot of people really didn't know like how this was going to play out. So everybody was still kind of playing it safe. Mm-hmm. But once the reality set in, of, like. The supply chain issues, which I'm sure you were well aware of before um, any of the general public was, just because you're in yeah. that world. But, yeah. But now, especially that people are realizing, like, wow, it's really hard to get stuff. It's it's been really hard to get stuff, but there, yeah. a lot of people are just kind of starting to realize that too. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of a panic because, uh, <laughs> like, no one knew what was going to happen, right? Yeah. So I'm like, maybe this is the end. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe I need to buy some more tools. You know, <laughs> right, right. Sell all your pedals and put them all, all, all for sale at one time. Here you go. Here's the number. Um, but uh, I mean, we managed through that. But then, literally in June, right after everything, our factory burned down. I was just about to bring that up too. So I'm like, oh god. And um, that was pretty rough. So you had, <laughs> it literally had tables outside, people building pedals. You know, oh, like wow. on, on big white yeah. tables. You like. Just put it in the parking lot. We got to keep building, guys. And um, we got through it. Got a new factory. Got everything moved in there. The hectic year. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, we're seeing shortages. So there were some pedals like using a certain little microcontroller or something. Like, oh, well, there's a three-year wait on this now. And you're like, oh, well, now we have to redesign it for this new microcontroller, and it's right. a different layout, and it requires this other part. So now we have to relay all these pedals. Out. It was just like. Basically, it was almost like starting over again for us. I believe it. So, I mean, it was it was pretty hectic. Yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> we we got through that, and then the shift happened. Where it was like, all right, well, now all these retailers have too much stock, right? You know, and now they have to buy a bunch of Telecasters or whatever. Absolutely. You know? And um, so here we are, is you, you know, and make making um, we're gonna do a bunch more stuff, but we're just broadening the line. You know, we've come out with plugins um, dude i was do some more there i was gonna say um i haven't used it yet and i'm kicking myself every day not for taking advantage of the free trial of the metaverse plugin but yeah um that's definitely on my to-do list um delay by and large up is my favorite effect second only to dirt but <laughs> it, it, but yeah free plugin that was amazing. And even like, um, I've had some of my producer friends that have used that on everything, you know, not just for guitar stuff, like yeah, a, a plethora of things. I'm like, Hey dude, just try it out. It sounds great. From what I've heard, I haven't actually, like I said, haven't had the chance to play it yet. But yeah. Just seven day free trial. See how you like it. Next thing you know, it's like, dude, this thing is rad. 
So you guys need to keep doing the the plugin stuff. It's it's <laughs> it's it's super cool. Oh, good. I'm glad people like it. Yeah. So so we did the plugin stuff. Uh, we'll, we're gonna do a, a. I mean, I don't even know how many yet. I know we've got two coming out that are ninety nine dollars here shortly. Oh, nice. And um and then. I know we have, I have some more expensive stuff, more like Terraformy, Vetiverse type stuff coming cool. up. Um, there's always overdrives and dirts and compressors. Of course. Stuff like, there's always that stuff in the mix. That that's what makes the world go around. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's, um, there's, there's not a shortage of ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Shortage of time to get things done, really. I, I was just about to say, I'm sure, I'm sure with you, you know, the, the idea stuff is no big deal. It's, it's the time management with the ideas that you have that, that really yeah. comes into play because like you said you're you're not just sitting out in your barn right now just playing on guitars and breadboarding stuff you know there there's a, a yeah i wish it was that way and even even when i am breadboarding it's not as it's fun in different ways so it's not like yeah it's not like i'm playing songs to a breadboard Absolutely. i'm playing like two chords and then moving something putting something else in mm -hmm. and then drawing that schematic like adding to my schematic and then play two more chords and then i made like change the breadboard like it's it's that sort of thing and it actually when i breadboard too much i get to be a worse player except for those two chords so i'm like i'm just hella good at g's and d's you yep, know yep absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, you do you do have a little riff you always do between your g and your d though so you know there is good there you know every every youtube video it's it, it's consistent and i know exactly what's about to happen you know, and I don't mean any disrespect when I say that. No, it's, it's a no, good thing to, it. but yeah, I, I I watch it and I'm like, oh, you did the same freaking thing you did. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's good though because what you're trying to do in those videos is not show off your playing, which I think is pretty top notch, but that's just my opinion. Oh, um, but you're trying to show off the product to the best of your ability to the customer. You know what I yeah. mean? You're not trying to do a whole bunch of flashy stuff. You're you're showing yeah. what the product does, which I mean, is good for that video. But there's already a Pete Thorne out there, you know? I mean, there's True. already the, the, the Pete Thorns of the world that are, are people are watching their playing. Or, yeah. And the pedal's kind of secondary, mm -hmm. but they make everything they play sound good, right? Yeah. And so I come from a point where I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to like try to prove myself as that because that's just not me. Right. But what I am going to try to do is show a variety of sounds as much as I can and try to play like quick snippets because you lose people. You can watch, you can watch the metric. If I play too long, it's, you see viewers, viewers just fall off the map. So I'm like, all right, you got 10 seconds to make it count, you know, which means you got to play a 10 second lick and you got to play three chords. Right. <laughs> right. Well, um, I might have a little bit of insider knowledge from the conversation I had with Richard, but, um, I will agree. The videos that you do that aren't based on your products are probably some of my favorites. And I think the reason why is because you are thoroughly enjoying yourself when you're going through those. Not that you're not enjoying yourself when you're talking about your products, but like we just said earlier, you've been working on those sometimes for years. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. you're, you're, so it's so it's more fun to show like, oh, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, volume pedal placement or something like that or or what fuzzes how fuzzes react into certain amplifiers or with overdrives or something or just you know swapping mm -hmm. stuff in and out that's not necessarily your stuff but it's something you can tell you're still insanely passionate about yeah and that stuff so i mean i i do like the quote-unquote pedal demo it's okay but it's the it, it, if if 
if I get a chance to not do it, I'm always like, oh, I, I, I would right. much rather, let me just throw this off to someone else and let me mm-hmm. make a fun video. Because the fun videos are always so much more enjoyable for me. Like you said, like, what's the one I did with the, I think it was with the Moxie. Oh, yeah, forget. yeah. Where Throwing stuff you? around and tripping all over boxes and stuff. Or no, that yeah. was the, the no, I'm thinking of the Brent Mason video. That was the Brent Mason one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that like like being corny and goofy like that. That's my that's my personality. So like that fits much better than all right. Here's this new pedal that I designed six months ago, and yeah. I'm I'm going to play three chords in a ten second lick for you, so right. you can hear what it sounds like. You know, I mean that's necessary. Yes. And for a long time, I'm like people don't want to hear me play, and everybody's around me like you got to do the demo. That's what you've always done. That's what people <laughs> were expecting. Absolutely. So, so I'm like. All right, I'll pull out my three licks that I know and I'll stick them in there then. That's <laughs> well, well, and two people that are, that are watching the, the Wampo channel, especially when, whenever you're demoing a new piece of gear, they're not, they're not watching it to, to see your sick licks or anything. You know, they're, they're watching it for you. They're, they're watching it because they like you. They want to see your quirky personality. They want to see the new product you're putting out, you know, and, and that's why I, I I really enjoy the channel just for that. You know, it's like, I, I like, uh, there we go. The Moxie just came to me. The uh, chainsaw, yeah, the whatever chainsaw it thing. was, walking out in your boots and your, you know, the muscle shirt like or whatever. Teaching, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? Immediately drawn <laughs> into the video, just like, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. You know what I mean? But it was great, you know, because it was uh, still a, it was still a product demo from you, but it, it was, it was more you, right? Like, you know, yeah, which is, which is great, man. And if, and if I can do that sort of stuff into a product video, then I'm a happy person. Absolutely. I can't, I can't always make it work. You know, sometimes there's just not a, a story. Does it lend itself to that? At least mm-hmm. maybe I'm just not a good enough storyteller to be able to do that. But, um, but I like to be able to put fun little quirky things like that into it. Absolutely. Well, and like you said, it shows off your personality. You know, it, it's like you, you want to be true to yourself. And I think that's true with anybody. You need to find what, what you enjoy doing. And if you enjoy it, it's going to come off in that video that you're enjoying yourself. But, mm-hmm. You know, that's going to make it a little easier. Um, I don't normally do this because most of the time people don't respond to when I put stuff on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But I actually told some people I was talking to you later tonight. And um, I have a few people that uh, have a question or one person in particular that has a question for you uh, sure. who you are very familiar with. Uh, Mr. Richard Oliver. <laughs> Who's better? Floyd or Genesis? Uh, did I have to pick from them? I mean, unfortunately, those are the only two he gave. Uh, who played guitar for Genesis? I'm trying to think. Who, who was who was in Genesis? Was it Steve? Not Steve Crawford. Who was that? That's a good question, man. It's, I don't uh, even remember. But okay, so I would have just for that reason alone, I would have to go with Pink. Like if if you said, I have two. Two CDs and a CD player. I don't know why we have a CD players at this island, but we That's do. all good. And, you know, it's either Genesis or Pink Floyd. I'd be like, I guess I'll take Gilmore. You know? Well, I mean, I know how much of a fan you are. If, if you guys, uh, for listeners, um, you guys don't listen to the Chase and Tone 1, you definitely need to do that because it's the most outrageous banter between Brian Wampler himself. Richard Oliver and Blake Wylan. It's one of the most entertaining podcasts I've ever listened to. And every time they bring up Pink Floyd, you have to take a shot. So, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're kind of lightweight, you might want to stray away from it for a little bit. And Not that Richard, I'm encouraging drinking, but 
Right. Richard really likes Pink Floyd a lot. So Absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I respect him. It's just it's it's not my thing. Like I, I've uh, ever since the 90s, I, I, I kind of on both sides of the spectrum. So I like a lot, a lot. I mean, people, grunge, I guess you would call it. But I liked mm -hmm. all that stuff, especially more like the Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. Absolutely. Um, so I love that stuff. I played in bands that played that type of stuff in the 90s. And then got a gig in a country band. Didn't know any country, but it paid good. And I it was like, definitely does. it was one of those things I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. This means I got to do it. I got to learn it. And mm -hmm. so I started learning Brent Mason. Like, I'm like, holy, who is this guy? You know? And uh, the more I dug into him, I'm like, this is some killer playing. And that just got me more and more into that rabbit hole. And the next thing you know, 20 years later, I'm like, I guess I'm pretty much just a country player for the most part. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I get what you're saying because most of the time, like you're going to gravitate towards, you know, I, what I forget. There was some study or something I remember reading a while back. I think you guys might've brought it up too about like what you listen to in like your early to late teens is what you're going to gravitate towards for the rest of your life. You kind of mm -hmm. took like the opposite, like, you know, what, what you were, because <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you know, you're being like, in the in the 80s at that point in time you know it was like yeah. george lynch uh what else night ranger stuff like that that you were like super duper into and yeah. now you're this like chicken picking brent mason right you know yeah i was i was really into rat i mean i still like him but uh, i was into rat and i was into lots of kids grow oh uh, yeah mainly the first two albums and um metallica before black okay and i mean black was okay but it was definitely like popped you know, like for sure. Let's put some shine on this and make this some radio hits, guys. Absolutely. But, I mean, like Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets and Garage Days. Like that was my. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, then kind of got more in like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and Stone Temple Pilots, and of course everybody listened to Pearl Jam, Nirvana. But um, yeah, and then just got in that country band and just started learning more stuff. And the more I got into it, I'm like, this is like technically, it's a whole nother beast. Yeah, you know, and I just for some reason I I naturally was able to just do a lot of the chicken picking stuff, even yeah. though I never had before. Like it just I just caught on to it really really quickly, and um, like now it feels like home court. You know, like yeah. that feels that feels like where my my home is, and the other stuff feels a little less comfortable. Um, yeah, but I still uh, like it. I'm in that like weird transitional phase right now. I'm trying to find somebody because I've always liked older country music, but I've never like actually played it. But what I'm trying to do now, which is the bane of my existence for the past like month and a half, I'm trying to learn a bunch of Andy Wood stuff. And it is absolutely <laughs> killing <luck>. me. <laughs> like I get oh. the lick and I'm like, okay, cool. Metronome time. We're going to make sure we're good now. And then like, nope, not even close. <laughs> we're just going to. You know, uh, but once again, I'm I'm not comfortable playing that style of music, you know, with the cross picking, the hybrid picking, you know, mm -hmm. the, the crazy sweeps and string skipping that he does. You know, it's like it's like for me as a guitar player, he has like the perfect combination of everything I want to do, mm -hmm. you know, so and, and it's so clean and in a pocket like it's exactly. all so tight, definitely just right in that pocket. And when you slow it down, like when you slow a lot of stuff down, some, you hear a lot more sloppiness. Yeah. With Andy, like everything is just dead on the money. Yes. Everything. It's, it's like he had to put this on a grid or something. Yeah. Nope. He's just, that's his timing. He's, 
just has great timing. Yeah, I, I've seen, you know, videos of lives and him at NAMS and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, no, this is like the real deal. This oh, is man. insane how like yeah. tight that guy is. And for him to be doing stuff to like teaching people that, that's amazing. Like if George Lynch did that in the 80s, I would have been all over that. You know, I, I pretty much live on his channel whenever he does a live, I drop what I'm doing. And if he's doing a live, yes, I'm watching every second of that video, trying to get as much knowledge as I possibly can on YouTube, mm. you know, cause he's just a wealth of information. Speaking yeah. of which the gearbox has not left my board ever since you guys released it. I oh, have cool. gigged with that thing ever since I got it. And it was shortly after it was released. Um, and I was playing a lot of cover band stuff and it fit perfectly for you know the 60s and 70s rock it fit perfectly for the modern country stuff it fit perfectly yeah. for the alternative stuff it was phenomenal and i still like if i have a gig that's the first thing that's going on a board like yeah, it, it it's tried and true for me and oddly enough that's the thing that stays on my board too like it like you said i it just fits everywhere yeah and it's just um you know, we did because it started out as the pinnacle and tumness, but we kind of did some mm -hmm. changes to it to the circuitry and stuff. And it just the stuff that Andy was asking for, like it was just right on the money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like one of the things he said, he's like, "I want when the knobs are at noon, I want that to be perfect." Mm -hmm. You know, and it, you would think like that would have been commonsensical to me. It wasn't. And once I went through that, I'm like, I want. From here forward, every pedal I make, I'm going to try my damnedest. Right. For noon on the knobs to be a great sound. You well, know? yeah, man. Um, I was going to say, um, immediately after that was released, I picked up the Pantheon Dual Overdrive, and it was the same thing. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, those two back-to-back -back were just, like, knocking it out of the park for me, man. Like, <laughs> the perfect drive pedals I have ever had on the board, you know? Because I used to play a lot of radial stuff back in the day, and that was like what my my own yeah. was. You know, I had the uh, tone bones are great, dude. I had the tri mode and the hot British one. I can't remember what it mm -hmm. was. Maybe the red the one, Lexi? yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and those never left my board, for yeah, ever. You know, I had them on there all the time. You know, and unfortunately, like a ding dong, I got rid of all of them, and you know, bought a uh, I bought a box tone lab. I had one of those. Yeah. Oh worst yep. decision of my life man you know but neither here nor there but um with with working with artists like that um i'm sure that like we kind of talked about earlier the the loop has to be a little bit longer than when you're going back and forth between working with like an artist to do the signature because not only are you tweaking stuff now you're sending prototypes to that artist and then it's like well i like x y and z but i want you to do this 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 and this on top of it. you know what yeah. i mean Mm -hmm. You know, so, and it's, it's cool though, because I, I love the story of, you know, the Brad Paisley thing, obviously just, mm -hmm. I just have this idea. So for listeners, if you don't know, uh, Brian pretty much just threw a pedal at Brad Paisley and was like, Hey, you can have this, you know what I mean? Um, I, I have this weird picture in my head of like, you literally just tossing it, you know, literally at, threw it on stage. Oh dude, concert. that's so literally. awesome, man. And it just had my business card taped to it. Yeah. Why yeah. not? And he had never had anyone do that to him. I stuck out like a sore thumb. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. But then it's, <laughs> but then, you know, that's snowballing into, and now you're working with some of like your favorite artists, for instance, yeah. like the Brett Mason stuff with the hot wired and, you know, mm -hmm. the, the stuff you did with Andy Wood was out of the, like, just absolutely great. And the Tom Quayle dual fusion too, yep. you know, it's really cool when you, um, 
when you when you start to have like that sort of success and now the floodgate is almost open to you to you know talk to whoever you st- i'm sure you still have those moments like where i don't feel like i should be talking to you right now you know what i mean that's, that's been skill for me absolutely uh, yeah because yeah, you know like he'll call me and i'm like oh my god it's been skill calling me right you know and i'll turn on my life like i got the phone i'll turn on my life like that Vince Gill called me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just like, that still blows my mind. He even knows who I am. Yeah. You know, but um, it's just, it's a weird feeling, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that, especially as a kid, like, I, I wanted to be in that game, you know, as yeah. a kid. And I'm in the game, but in a different way. Like, I'm providing the, I'm providing the paint for the artist. Absolutely. You know? And, but there's a, but there's a lot of communication because, they get inspired by gear. It's mm-hmm. not that they need it necessarily. It's that they've, they've written a thousand songs already to get the 10 on the album or whatever. Right. And they're, they're like, well, I just need something to draw from. I can't just keep playing the same thing every day and expect different results. Mm-hmm. And so, so like they look at guitars and amps and everything else as a source of inspiration. Yeah. And so it's, um, you know, it's, it's really humbling to think that I've had like, even just a small impact on the music world in that way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's also, it's like when, because taking a step back from like big picture, like, you know, huge artists and stuff like that. Um, I, I, do you ever think about like, um, the, the people that just are buying the stuff, you know, and, and possibly, you know, that piece of gear could inspire them to be the next, Brad Paisley or the next Brent Mason or something like that, you know, because that's, that's how I feel when, when I like a piece of gear, it's obviously because it sounds good. It, and, or, or it plays good or something like that. But more so than anything, the juices start flowing of ideas of like, Oh, I can do this with this product, you know? Mm-hmm. And every time I plug into something of yours, that's really, I get that feeling quite a lot. And I don't know where it comes from, but it's just like, and, and it could be something as simple as like um, the other day I plugged into a Tumnus at uh, my local shop and it's one of the old um, Goatman logos and it's just mm-hmm. a Tumnus. I have the Tumnus off, off the gearbox. I mean, I know it's a little different, but it's, you know, still a Tumnus. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And, and just like sitting there playing through, you know, a twin, I was just like, oh, yep, <laughs> this has got to come home with me. I just feel it. You know, it's, it's coming up. I got to get it. I, so, but yeah, man, it's. I appreciate that. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying not to fanboy too hard. You're, you're. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm coming off that way or anything. So, no, not at all. But um, th- that's that's the point of gear for me, and that's that's more the point of of the podcast too. It's it's the um the connection that you meet with like people. It's because because really at the end of the day, it's a personal connection that you have with, regardless of what you're doing in this, especially this world with like music and stuff like that. It's like the old adage down in Broadway. It's like, you got to be present to be known. Well, you don't have mm-hmm. to be on Broadway anymore to be known. You just yeah. got to put yourself out there. You start putting yourself out there and you're not a weirdo and you're not a jerk or whatever. Next thing you know, people, you know, start paying attention to you. Yeah. You know, you have to provide, I always think you have to provide something of value. Not, it doesn't have to be like a how to, but yeah. it has to be value. And that value can be that they have a bad day. And they watch your video and it made them laugh or made exactly. them smile or, you know, like brought some sort of happiness to them or just your general demeanor makes them, mm-hmm. you know, think, uh, 
forget about their their woes for two minutes. Definitely. You know? I mean and and there's so much value in that, you know, yeah. just just um allowing an escape for a person for just a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then and just doing that over and over and over. And then they look at you even like, you know, like you're playing even though it, you might just be playing licks on TikTok, you know, yeah. te- teaching people how to play guitar solos or, or just playing guitar solos or whatever, you know, it's just, um, it's crazy how that can lead to a career. Right. You know? um, yeah. and, and I think it's, it's weird because a lot of people try it and not everyone, it, like, for example, it's probably better to use an example. If I was to start a YouTube channel, I'm like, all right, so we need to show, I need to do what Josh Scott does. So I need a show. I need a white room. I got to have, I have to have, I need $20,000 of pedals. So I'm about to get a loan. Right. Uh, and, you know, you know, like if I started thinking it that way, it would fail. It's not me. Yeah. That's Josh. No. That's totally Josh. But that's not me. I'm not, I'm not the history guy that's going to talk about who designed the fuzz face. Mm-hmm. That's just not of interest to me. It's more of interest to me to design, to, to talk about, what happens if you take that fuzz face and you change this bit here and you add this, swap right. this, and that's more fun to me rather than the history of it. And there's nothing wrong with the history of it, so don't get me wrong. But it, I think it's like finding who your true self is and telling your story about something. Yes. It has a lot of value. Yeah. Um, if you don't have that personal touch, like, you, like for instance, you and your videos, the quirkiness, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's what I think people keep coming back to your videos for because it makes them laugh. It makes them you know, feel a little bit better, but to have that personal identity, you're not going to have that on your first like 10 videos either. You know what I mean? You get, you're going to have to build that up and figure out what to, to do. Yeah. I always tell people expect to put the 10,000 hours in. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. then, and then you'll have luck. Yeah. But then luck will happen. Right. <laughs> right. After way after the fact. Well, the other thing, I had a buddy of mine that was um, trying to get some stuff going on social media. He's kind of said the same thing you did about like, well, I need X, Y, and Z. I need to have these cameras. I need to have this and I need to have that. I'm like, dude, I personally do everything with my cell phone right now Mm -hmm. and it looks just fine. Yep. You know, and people are going to forgive you if they see like, okay, this person has five subscribers. Of course, it's not going to look like some crazy polished professional video, man. At that right. point, you're just trying to iron out the kinks and, you know, keep grinding out a little bit. And eventually right. the, the other gear will come. It's just, you got to put in the workhorse, you know? Oh, I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I think, and I actually watch a lot of like smaller guitar based YouTube channels. Cause I, mm-hmm. I want to see like, if they're now that they're starting out, I want to see what they're doing, you know, right. it, it more, more of like, in, not really for like sell them pedals or anything like that. It's more like, I, I want to see th- the the creative juices that are happening Absolutely. and and you can always tell when someone puts their all into it mm-hmm. or whenever they just set up a camera like oh this is fun i'm i'm not even gonna wear pants today right, right. <laughs> like you, you gotta at least put the effort you don't need a five thousand dollar dslr camera no but you gotta at least put the effort into it as as best as you can no more than you would write a song and be like you know what I don't really feel like playing chords on this. I'm just going to strum all the strings at once. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Well, and that's the thing, because I was was talking to him, and I I was over at his house, and I'm just like, dude, you have everything you need at your disposal right now. You just have to do it. And I think that's the first, like, leap, kind of what we alluded to earlier with you deciding, well, this is what I'm going to do now. Mm -hmm. 
that that initial leap of just like, well, this is what I'm going to do for a little bit, you know, or I'm deciding this is what I'm going to do. Set a goal, write it down. I personally like to write stuff down. It helps me visualize mm -hmm. what I need to do. And then I can check it off. And now I get a, a feeling of satisfaction knowing that I've accomplished stuff throughout the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like, well, I had to do this, but did I really do all that? Nope. I, I don't remember now. My mind's not that great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's what I was telling him. I was just like, yeah, man, just, just start doing it. Have a, a goal in mind and just start working your way towards that. Have the initial goal. And then I want like 15 little things down the list of what you're going to do to get that. And it's right. For, and that's not going to work for everybody, but personally for me, that that's worked really well. You yeah. know what I mean? For, for me, one of the things I do, actually two things. One of them is I force myself to learn something every day. Right. I've got to learn something every day. It might be a guitar part. It might be, you know, something about who knows what, you know, uh, I mean, sounds ridiculous. I'm not going to necessarily learn something about cooking because it doesn't sound well, interesting to me, but mm -hmm. it might be like something around um, psychology <clears throat> or something just because that's interesting to me. Yeah. Or um, uh, it usually ends up being something circuit related because that's just what I kind of gravitate to. Absolutely. Or, yeah. or but, and here lately it's been like learning guitar stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll um, you know, find it just a solo and at the end of the night, I'll, take it I, and and like slow it down and i'm like i'm gonna learn this solo tonight i'm gonna learn something i try to do that and then at the end of the day i'm always like okay what did i like what what was the like the two things that i achieved today and it might it might just be well you got through 100 emails that that's something yeah but i was like i always like at the end of the day just stop for a minute and reflect what did you do today to move that needle just a little bit farther than yesterday you know, because those days all add up. You do that every day for three or four years. I mean, you, you'll make a lot of progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian, before we uh, wrap this up, um, I want to get all your plugs out of the way first and then maybe like some uh, inspirational words of wisdom, if you don't mind, from uh, your experiences and the struggles that you've had to overcome throughout, you know, your pedal building and just life in general, maybe. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> I know it's a hefty thing to ask. Okay, so where do we want to start here? Um, I, I guess the probably the best place is you could just look up Wampler Pedals. That's pretty much our username on everything, YouTube. Right. And, uh, I think is Twitter is still a thing as of right now. I think it still is. I, I so think we'll, your, uh, your English cohort is still on Twitter. Okay, okay yes. Yeah, so that's mostly Richard on Twitter because I refuse to go there. Sure. Um, we still do, we still have a Facebook group and the Wampler Tone group. We have yeah. Instagram. We have, of course, the TikTok. Uh, I think that's pretty much all for the most part. And um, yeah, words of wisdom. I don't know where to start there. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot either. No, that's fine. I mean, I, I, that could be so broad, you know. I mean, I okay. So I guess I'll start here because I'm thinking of like my nephew, and he's. 20 i guess um done maybe 21 somewhere around there and he's been to some college and he's like you know what i've been fans i'm gonna make a go at this music thing and he's got you know some family some friends like no you've got it you got to get your degree first you know what if the music thing doesn't happen and so he's asking my opinion and i'm like look i'll be honest everybody i know that's successful 
did it and burnt the bridge behind him. They're like, you know what? I don't want that thing to fall back on because that means I believe there's a chance I'm going to fail. And if I know that I have something to fall back on, I'm not going to work as hard. If I feel like the, you know, <laughs> if I feel like I, ha- I can't go back, there's no possible other thing I can do other than succeed, then I'm going to work a hell of a lot harder. Um, and I don't think, but I think to some people that's so uncomfortable that that yeah. actually may do the reverse to them. Mm-hmm. For me, that works. For some others, it won't. Yeah, I mean, I, I still I still think that's a, a pretty good piece of advice because I feel like most of the people in, in this niche environment are the creative type of people that will thrive off that sort of advice. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're probably not happy at the typical nine to five. You know, they, they, they might not be like being told exactly what to do and they want to be able to do, be their own boss, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For someone like me, a cubicle sucks the life out of me. Uh, yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would say that was pretty on the money, Brian, as far as words of wisdom go, man. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but that was on it, man. Well, I hope it helped somebody. Oh, yeah. Definitely helped me out. So at least to help one person. Cool. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Brian, dude, thanks for coming on, man. I had a thanks really great time me. talking to you. Yeah, yeah thanks man. for having me, dude. Absolutely. But for everybody, we're going to go ahead and check out, and we will check you guys next week on Man the Home Podcast.